on FM, on DAB, and up to date on social media. Radio Newark. Joining me now, we've got ooh, literally a couple of minutes just to do a very quick introduction before we get into the main part of the interview in the second hour of the show, is Carrie. Carrie. Is it Bout or Bootwood? Boatwood. Boatwood, right. <laughs> okay. Um, but when you came on before, it still Carrie Slack, I think. It was Slack. Yeah, 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 yes, yeah. yes, it was indeed. Right. So, Carrie, just very, very briefly, I will um, wave at you madly in just over a minute when I need you to stop. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Lovely. So, um, yeah, I'm a will writer. I uh, studied as a lawyer, uh, goodness. Uh, back uh, 2009 I qualified but before that I uh, had to train for two years as a trainee and before that uh, as a paralegal um, so yeah qualified as a lawyer in 2009 uh, specialising in wills powers of attorney and probate and uh, stayed in practice up until three and a half years ago when I set up my own company uh, to to provide a, a will service myself and the company's called apt legal that's yes. right yes. yes and you're based here in newark i am yes. yes so um i cover cover newark and the surrounding areas but also travel quite wide as well um providing home appointments for people so they don't have to come to my office yes i know that and we also you also do it in coffee shops oh, i do yeah and we'll talk about that in a little while we're gonna we're gonna take a short break now because we need to go up to the news and find out what's going on in the world and and a little bit more locally um after the headlines we will be back and we'll talk to carrie about um why she decided to go alone what the uh main reasons are for wanting a will and we'll also perhaps talk about that little coffee shop meeting and how that went so that's all to come in the second hour of the show here on girls around town um do stay with us we will be finding out all about making wills and uh talking to carrie about it in the second hour of the show you're listening to the girls around town here on radio Newark with me june rollins in the chair and sitting opposite me is Carrie, who has been talking to us about how she started in the will writing, well, the legal profession in general. So we got to the point where Carrie had decided to start her own company. Her company is called APT Legal. She's based here in Newark. Why specifically give up what I presume was a fairly steady, safe job, the way many people do, <laughs> and strike out on your own, Carrie? Yeah, well, it was obviously very daunting at the time um it wasn't my idea actually i can't take credit for it um a friend of mine said one day over coffee why are you doing this for somebody else when you bring all the work in yourself you market your network you go and meet people and, and they buy into you why, why are you doing it for somebody else so obviously my first reaction was don't be so silly i can't do this that's impossible um but once i started looking into it and spoke to my husband about it i just thought why not why can't I do it? Uh, there's nothing stopping me. Um, I know what I'm doing. Um, I can do a good job. Um, why don't I look into it and see if I can? So uh, it took me six months to pluck up the courage. Um, so in the summer, I decided I was doing it. I didn't have my notice until Christmas. Yeah. Um, but yeah, once I had, uh, my first reaction was, wow, I've done it. I'm doing this. Um, and then after I slept on it, I woke up the next morning and thought, what oh my the God. hell have yes. I done? <laughs> um, but yes, no, it was it was the best thing I ever did. I absolutely love my job now. Um, have deal with all the, the nice things that I liked about my job before and don't have to deal with, with the rubbish that I didn't enjoy doing before. Um, so yeah, best thing I ever did. Um, but no, I can't take credit for 
behind so, me so, the idea, idea. <laughs> no no I didn't have the confidence and and things are going pretty well I mean you were telling me while we were listening to one of those pieces of music earlier that you've just taken on a part-time admin assistant to help you I do and she is absolutely fantastic um she went on holiday a few weeks ago for a week and I missed her <laughs> a lot um but yeah it just got to the point where um the business was growing so much that I was working seven days a week and evenings and it was just tiring myself out and um again it wasn't me that could see it um I was just carrying on and my husband had a word with me <laughs> and told me that I was doing too much and I needed to, to step back a bit more um but like most people when you've um, grown a business on your own um it's your baby and you don't want to let go it's very it's very difficult isn't it to actually it let anybody else in it in is some ways. definitely yes. definitely yeah. um but luckily enough uh, I'm at Lee, who uh, who works with me, and she's absolutely fantastic, and uh, has just slipped into the role so easily, and has given me a lot of more peace of mind. Uh, I know I can trust her, and and she gets on with the job, and she's fantastic. Fantastic. So. I mean, I, I I know what you say, what what you mean about letting go of things. I am a real control freak, and. I think you're aware of that from the conversations we had about what I was going to do once you'd written my will. And yeah. I am still working on it. <laughs> and we will come to that a little bit later. Um, but I I have to... Um, uh, if I had kids, which I don't, fortunately, I'd be what what do they call them a helicopter mum? Okay. I think you know when you're hovering over the whole time. <laughs> yeah. You know, you, you never let people go. And I'm like that with all the things that I do. You know, I, I don't like anybody else to fiddle with what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, and if I when I had a proper job, when I when I worked in um, various different companies, both private and public, when I had to delegate anything to somebody, I invariably went over it all after they'd done it, just to make oh, sure yeah. it was done my way. Yes. So, yeah. <laughs> so yes, it is difficult, but it's great that you found somebody that I you have. can you can work with, and, and it works really well. So, um, you decided to set up LPT Legal to offer. Um, now, um, according to the information that I have here, wills, yep. powers of attorney, That's lasting right. powers of attorney, LPAs, deputyship, which we'll talk about because I'm not sure what that is, yep. and probate assistance. That's right, yes. And I'm guessing, probably, the will side of things is the bigger element of the yes, job, of yeah. the business. That's right. I mean, everybody knows they need to make a will. It's just getting around to doing it. <laughs> Um, taking time off work to have to go to an appointment um, and it's not a nice subject to talk about so I try and make it as, as less daunting as possible um, but then the powers of attorney they come on the back of the wills because not many people know or understand the importance of powers of attorney so once we've gone through the will, in, uh, will details I do obviously provide the information about powers of attorney and stress how important they are um, and then let the client decide if that's something they want to do majority of the time once the client's got the information they they do go ahead with the powers of attorney because they are really important documents um but like the saying is you can lead a horse to water but you you can't make them drink so um it's the client's decision at the end of the day whether they want to go ahead with that absolutely and and obviously everybody knows what a will is and what it's designed to to do but um just briefly explain what what the difference is between those and what lpas are yeah and i know there are two kinds as well aren't there there are yes Yes. so uh a will is a legal document um that deals with your estate um, and your wishes on death so that's not just financial um most people think that that's the only reason to make a will 
because they've got to sort out their finances uh, one of the most important parts of the will is your um, children so you can decide who looks after your children if, if sadly yourself and your partner are, are no longer here um, and also uh, to make sure that the funds are put aside for the children and they're there for their benefit as and when they need them rather than them being um, given to somebody that you, you wouldn't have chosen yourself um, and that aren't very good with the funds um, so wills deal with everything when you're not here powers of attorney are there for while you're still alive but for some reason you can't deal with your affairs so whether you're stuck abroad um, you've got uh, any mental health issues uh, you're in hospital having an operation um, or if sadly you, you are completely unable to deal with anything at all um, if you're in uh, if you have dementia um, or in a coma or anything like that and and it can be um, designed to cover your financial affairs so for example if, if you were not in a position to um, deal with your own finances but it can also relate to your health treatments and um, am i right in that's yes, right yeah. yeah so there's two types of well there's, there's a few types of powers of attorney there's the old style enduring powers of attorney um that just covered your finances and they're still valid if you've got one they just can't be made anymore so the new style are called lasting powers of attorney and there's two of those one for your property and your finances so like you say deals with your house your car your cash your pensions anything to do with anything you own and one for your health and welfare which covers anything to do with your health or welfare needs things like um, care at home care in hospitals gp appointments prescriptions uh, right down to shropody if you're in a care <laughs> home so it covers absolutely everything for you um, but the slight difference between the two uh, financial and the health the financial you can have it so that it covers you while you are fine mentally but a lot of businessmen if they're working away they'll have either their um, business partner or their wife or an assistant to be able to deal with their financial things so they're still fine to deal with it themselves it's just they're physically not here to mm -hmm. whereas your health one only works when you can't tell the doctors what you want so while you can um, voice your opinions or concerns they will speak with you but if you are unable to that's when the the power of attorney would kick in for your health there's, there's also something that you, you mentioned in um our initial conversations about living wills yeah um, now they're they're um separate from a they're not they're not part of an ordinary will aren't that's they right. that, that, that's yeah. dealing specifically with things like do you want to be resuscitated if you're that that's kind of it. thing i'm guessing yeah that's right so you, you your normal will bog standard will that people know about that's for when you're not here your living will is sadly if you're at end of life and you want to decide what medical treatment you do or don't want um if you do not want to be resuscitated uh, and things like that there is an overlap with a living will and a health power of attorney um to be able to cover cover all of the areas that you do and don't want people to to do for you and just very quickly before we have a break for a bit more music deputyship what's deputyship okay so if um you haven't got around to making a power of attorney and either an accident happens or you you do have dementia then legally no one else is allowed to deal with your affairs for you so not even husband or wife or your children so what will happen is if anybody needs to deal with anything for you um one of the main examples is sell your house to pay for care fees they would have to apply to court to be your deputy um, so instead of you picking your attorney, the court picks who your deputy is. Um, it's a very long process, extremely expensive. Um, it can take up to a year to get through, depending on the timescales. Um, so it's it's not ideal. 
which is why everyone should put powers of attorney go, in go place first. Yes, yeah. Because mm. it's a, a straightforward document. It's a lot more affordable. Um, and it's a lot less stressful for your family to have to deal with. If you can imagine that somebody's um, had an accident or lost capacity and you're trying to look after them, it's distressing enough as it is without having to put the legal paperwork in place. Mm. If it's already in place beforehand, you can concentrate on looking after your loved ones rather than having to fiddle around with the courts and, and getting paperwork signed. And, and I guess it also means that um, the person who the uh, LPA is for, that yeah. person, say, say I was having one made, it gives that person the choice of who that's to right. make as the dep- deputy or whatever. That's you know, the, it, yeah. So, comes back to the control thing again it does, it? yeah 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 i mean normally the court do pick the right person for the deputship order uh, but i have had some occasions where clients don't want uh, a family member because they're not good with finances to be that person mm. and they end up being the deputy because mm. they've not put a power of attorney in place and presumably that will be the sort of default if if something happened to someone the courts if they were g- going to appoint somebody the first port of call so to speak will be family i'm guessing that's right yeah, yeah. yeah. unless there's um, extreme circumstances yeah. why not mm. um but yeah the, the paperwork you can put in there why you've not appointed a son or a mm. daughter or mm. husband or wife but um yeah like i say it's I, ideally it's best to have a power of attorney yeah. in place do it yourself that's yeah. it yeah. Yeah. Or, or get you to do it on behalf of themselves yeah We've been talking about the various different kinds of documents that Carrie helps people to prepare. Now, we have established what they are and um, what their purpose is. Let's, let's talk in a bit more detail about what is probably the one that people think about first and, and need to think about first, which is the will and how the process actually works. So, um, explain how you go about it. Somebody's, somebody's got in touch with you. Yep they've been recommended or they've seen your website or whatever and they have been thinking about making a will okay. where do they go from there lovely so once uh, when they call up i go through um, the initial details with them what they need to think about and the, and the costs uh, and then we make an appointment for me to go and see them now normally that is at their home um, they can come to my home office if they want to uh, but the majority of time clients do prefer the comfort of their own home and it puts them more at ease um, and they've got all their paperwork there should we need to look at anything um, once that meeting's been made um, and I go and see them and that first meeting I go through all the details that I need from them the information that, that they need to consider and ideally if they can give me the information then I can uh, go away and prepare the draft documents for them but sometimes um, it does take people um, a little bit of time to think about things especially um, if there's children involved to decide who the best best people are for the job for guardianship Uh, but yeah normally I would then go away and prepare the draft document um, send it to them to approve uh, so they can read through it and check they're happy of everything if there are any amendments that they want to make if they've changed their mind they can make those amendments um, and then we meet to sign Uh, when we meet to sign we need two witnesses so I'm normally the first witness and then if we can ask a neighbour or a friend they can be the second um, or if again if they come to my home office then uh, Lee can be the second witness for us. Once they've signed I sign, uh, scan the documents onto my system so I've always got a copy and send the BAM versions back to them. Um, so it's quite a short process, uh, it just depends how long the client takes to um, approve the documents. Absolutely, now, I, I seem to remember um, from the date of our first meeting until my actually getting the documents was probably maybe three weeks 
um, at, ma- at most. Yeah. And that was the biggest gap in there was the time between um, my okaying the draft and our meeting up again simply because yeah. of our diaries, uh, yeah. diaries uh, matching our diaries but um one of one of the things is as you say you you will go to people's houses or, the, or they can come to your office but um um you're not tied to office hours that's it, right yes. that is one of the big things isn't it so yeah so i mean um a lot of people who are working in offices themselves i sometimes see them in the mornings before they go to work or in their lunch break um, or i do offer evening appointments as well um, but as you can imagine, the evening appointments are like gold dust. Everybody wants those. So they do get booked up in advance. Um, but yes, no, I, I'm not a nine to five. Um, and I do answer phones and emails over the weekend as well. I've, I've been working this morning. <laughs> so now our, our initial meeting was um, in a local coffee shop. We, we had <laughs> coffee and cake and uh wrote a will which is is a little bit different isn't it um it was in the daytime because i'm I'm fairly flexible time wise so but i think at the time if i remember rightly i was probably wearing gym wear as you you are this morning because you've come straight from the gym um so we are we are both um quite into our keeping fit aren't we so yes wearing um lycra sitting in a coffee shop uh, writing a will slightly different but um yes. worked for us didn't it, it worked did as well. yeah and you then came to my house um for the signing and brought your mum hello to carrie's mum because i understand she was asking about me the other day <laughs> yeah it's a it, try and keep it as personal as possible um because it is like i say it's a daunting experience and, and people are put off with thinking they've they've got to go into an office and and it, and have that experience whereas i try and make it as easy as possible um and like i say i'm i'm a it is personal to me it's my baby um so before lee joined me um yes my good old mum bless her she was my assistant um in between looking after her grandsons <laughs> so um now co- things to cover in the will um one of the most important things obviously to think about are the executors executors usually it's right. best to have a couple isn't it we decided that's it i mean as i go through the will with the clients we do plan a plan b and if to want to a plan c um the main reason is in the experience i've had most people don't update their will uh, once they've done it they they forget about it which is a is good um but if they've only put plan a for everything and something should happen to plan a they've not got a will that's mm. going to work mm. um so yeah we do at least two executors for them um i have got somewhere we've done plan a plan b all the way through to plan e <laughs> just to be on the safe side um but yes it's best to have more than one put down Uh, and um beneficiaries obviously are are an important um you know what who who are get who's getting the things the assets basically that's it it. yeah Yeah. and also deciding what um because a lot of the time people will say to me i want to give a thousand pound here ten thousand pound there etc uh what you've got to realize is that what you have today is is not going to be what you have mm. when you pass mm. away so it's always best to use percentages because then those percentages will always work for you so what we do is look at what your estate is worth now and say if god forbid tomorrow i passed away what percentages would i want to go where and then it will also work for you if you've if your estate grows or shrinks before you you pass away and also things like gifts special gifts um i i I don't think we put it in my will, but it's going in my backup documents. Uh, just very briefly to explain, uh, once my will was made, I opened an 
a file, a folder on my web on my laptop, which is called "In the Event of My Death." It is, of course, password protected, and in there, gradually, I am building up a, a collection of documents which relate to different areas of my life. Um, so there will be, I, I don't know, one, one about the house. There'll be one about the car. There'll be one about the important one, of course, will be about my phone and all the passwords <laughs> and um, all, all sorts of things like that. The um, um, executive, the, the letter A. Uh, version a executor will have a copy of um the will and in that copy there will also be with that copy there'll be a letter saying this is where you'll find what you need and the first thing you need to do is open my phone use this password and then you can get the passwords to everything else <laughs> in my life including this in the event of my death document in on my laptop um and there are there are going to be all sorts of um, very sensible things yeah. in there uh, what I want for a funeral because obviously that's something that is can be covered in a fu- in in a will isn't it it is yeah i mean some people um have very strange requests um some people just say cremation or burial um and then there's other clients who don't have a preference at all and will leave it up to the executors to decide um but again just from past experience uh, i do get a lot of phone calls when um someone's passed away to say you've made the will um we don't know if mum or dad wanted to be cremated or buried it's really a hard decision to make i don't suppose they they told Mm -hmm. you because Mm -hmm. it's not in the will um because it is is a hard decision to have to make deciding what flowers what coffin where how who um so if if you can make it as easy as possible for the family then they haven't got to make that decision um for you well um i i i fairly sure i did give at least basic information about mine didn't i yeah (laughs) but um what i didn't go into great detail about in in the will itself because it would be in these documents are certain gifts and in these documents there will be so far i've come up with three specifics which okay. will go into these documents right my best mate gail <clears throat> excuse me my best mate gail is um involved in all three number one she gets first pick of my designer handbag collection number two she is the first person to take the two new canvas um, pictures that I've just bought for my kitchen, which are very much to her taste. So she wants those as well. Well, I offered them to her anyway. But number three, possibly the most important one. This is not exactly a gift. It is um, a um, something she's got to do in return. Okay. Gail is going to be the one who goes through my laundry basket because <laughs> I do not want my my principal executor is a male and I don't want him going through my dirty knickers. I don't blame you at all. <laughs> Which kind of explains the sort of control freak I am, I think, that I am worrying about who is going to empty my dirty laundry basket after I've gone. So, so, um, the important thing, one of, one of the most important things you've already mentioned this, of course, it doesn't, it doesn't, um, affect me, fortunately, um, but it's, the children that's right yes because you you want to make sure that the people that you know would bring the children up how you would want them to be um would love them unconditionally like you would uh, to be the guardians for your children so um you can state in there who who would look after them you can also um do a letter of wishes that runs alongside the will that says um things to the guardians that you want them to consider so as the children grow older that letter will obviously change and then you don't have to keep updating your will 
because they're not legally binding it is just a wish you don't need to put it in the will so things like um, if you want them to be privately school educated if you want them to uh, have a certain religion um, follow a certain career path you can go into detail in that um, it is only a letter of wishes so like I say it's not legally binding but at least it's something for your guardians to consider if you don't have that conversation with them so basically this this file that I'm opening on my laptop it is it is a letter of wishes that's it, it? a yes, letter of wishes of all my yeah. wishes yes that's it and it would be really handy for for your executors to deal with because you're very organized so they'll <laughs> they'll know where everything is and what to do um i have dealt with probates where someone has literally brought in a drawer and said i have no idea what is in here i have no idea what to do and i've had to go through the drawer piece by piece to make sure that there's nothing in there that we've missed um, and it takes a lot longer to deal with um, so yeah I do advise clients that once you sign the will um, that they do put everything in order so people know at least where to go and what what you have rather than have a plastic bag or a, a drawer to deal with <laughs> right um, so we've talked about what's in a will we've talked about how you make one what happens if you don't make one and you die without a will? Okay. So um, if you don't have a will, you die what's called intestate. Um, and so your estate passes in accordance with the um, intestacy rules, which really aren't made for modern day living. So um, things like if you are unmarried, but you've lived with someone for 20 years, um, a common law partner is not legally binding, so they, they wouldn't be entitled to the estate. If you've brought um, children up that aren't biologically yours uh, and they've not been legally adopted, so stepchildren, again, they would not be included as beneficiaries. Um, so it's making sure that the people you know uh, and love and you want to receive your estate, that they do under the will, um, rather than leaving it up to chance and people having to fight to get anything that they think that they should, should receive from your estate. Now, now, you've already mentioned the fact that um, y you take care of updating wills because obviously um things change don't they sometimes they <coughs> excuse me sometimes very very quickly yeah sometimes just over the years i mean and and obviously if you make a will as you should at a relatively young age yeah. hopefully by the time it comes into force yes a lot of years will have passed that's you know, it. Um, well, that's the hope isn't it so um i i know what you do but just tell people what you do about <laughs> no reviews problem. so i review client uh, wills with clients every three years so i will get in touch either by email letter or phone to say uh we met three years ago um do you want to ask me any questions has anything changed um and just i, I pick three years because um i think that's a good time to look at things things can change in that time i think one year's a bit overkill really um although i have got a few clients that have asked for a yearly review because they've got complicated estates um, and things will change within a year um but i also let clients know that should um anything drastically change in in their life regarding their estate or family members or people named in the will they just pick up the phone or drop me an email to say this has happened does it affect me in any way and i can say nope we're fine carry on as normal or actually yes we need to meet and have a look at what we need to review so it's just keeping in touch with the client to make sure that they know for peace of mind that god forbid the worst could happen um that them and their family are looked after Tom Walker from the charts there and just you and I and it's just myself and Carrie in the studio at the moment but hopefully lots of you out there listening and taking note of the things that Carrie has to say about the importance of making a will also having LPAs in place but 
we're particularly concentrating on wills at the moment. Now, we have a little bit of time left before we come to the end of the show and before we hand over to um, the Sunday lunch show. But, so, um, in that time, um, one thing that I wanted to ask you, Carrie, um, you can, not you, people, people can do it themselves, can't they? We can set up our own wills. We can go into a stationer's and buy a will pack. We can go online and do it. Why Why should we not do that? Yeah, so you can do it yourself. And I have dealt with probate matters where we've used a homemade will and it's been fine. Uh, but I liken it to uh, a hairdresser's and brakes on my car. I can cut my own hair. I can change the brakes on my own car if I wanted to. But actually, those two points are very important to me. I would not want to have a bad hair day and I wouldn't want to obviously have a crash. So I'd never do it myself. A will and a power of attorney are such important documents that unfortunately you don't know you've got it wrong until they're needed and by then it's too late. Absolutely. So um, I would always advise somebody to seek um, proper legal advice. Um, So either go to a solicitor's firm um, or a trusted will writer um, to make sure that the documents you have are legally valid and also you've got your best options there because the amount of times I go and see clients who um, I ask them what they want to do and they'll say oh I never thought of that oh I didn't know I could do that had I've not been there they wouldn't have done that in their will or their power of attorney Um, so it's making sure it's right and also we've got the um, insurance that if for some reason something hasn't gone right that the insurance will kick in and put it right so that the beneficiaries um, and the client are um, not disadvantaged from it if you make it yourself and something goes wrong there's no insurance in place absolutely now now i was fairly lucky because mine mine is a fairly simple thing yeah um it didn't take very long it wasn't very complicated to do i'm sure that uh, people with like as you say with children or with bigger states to um uh dispense um with at at the time of their passing uh, that might take longer um and um it might be uh, somewhat more complicated probably almost certainly be more complicated so um in a way something as simple as mine yes um it would have been fairly easy for me to do it myself but it definitely wouldn't have been worth it would it no not at all and that's what people often say is oh mine's really straightforward i can just do it myself but simple things um where i've had private matters where people have done it themselves little things that have a standard to me and i know know what they should or shouldn't do but people don't sign the will or they don't get it witnessed or they don't have a backup plan or they forget to put someone's full name in or they list their assets but don't include the rest of their estate so there's so many things that can go wrong um and then the power of attorney side of things people sign in blue pen where it has to be signed in black pen uh, they've dated it in the wrong order um so they've tried to do it themselves registered it with the court it's gone wrong so they end up having to pay the court fee twice because they've they've done it wrong. So so writing my will yes. from your from, for you was easy. I, I'm sure that you're going to say that mine was probably one of the easiest ones. Yes, it was quite. It was quite yes, so, yes. For you because yes. you knew what you were doing. That's it. Yes. yes. Had I tried to do it myself, yeah. um, I probably would have got the basic details right. Yes. But there would have been things that maybe hmm, I might have just not understood. So even the That's simplest it. wills 
will benefit from having somebody who knows what they're doing is definitely. what I'm saying yes definitely because even if you have if got the basics right had you have not thought of the other options that we discussed and um, obviously I can't go into detail um, but the other options that you had that you hadn't thought of um, I th- from memory I remember you saying oh yeah I didn't realise I could yeah. do that yes. so it is, yeah. it's getting that added extra bit of information that, that you wouldn't know yourself if you if you hadn't had the legal advice fantastic carrie um so we we know what they are we know how to go about doing them what we don't know um yet unless we have looked at the post on the girls around town (laughs) website because there's a link on there um we don't know how to get in touch with you to find out more and to actually um get something in motion tell us how we can do that lovely so my website is www.apt-legal.co.uk and my email address is carrie, which is C-A-R-R-I-E, at apt-legal.co.uk. And um, that's the, you can set up an appointment, you can um, set up a meeting and get started. That's basically. right, yeah. So either drop me an email or um, if you want to get my number, it's on the website. Um, and there's also an inquiry page on my website. So if you wanted to go through the website, that would come through to me direct. Fantastic. Well, as I say, there is a post on the Girls Around Town website. Um, if you go to the website, girlsaroundtownonline.com, if you click in the menu on the um, tab which says latest news and run down to the second post on there, it's called Will Power. And there is a link on that one to directly to Carrie's website. So you can go straight from there. You could also just put Carrie or wills or something in the search engine and it will probably take you there pretty quickly as well carrie thank you very much indeed for coming in um i am i'm sure i will um see you again at various different things um hopefully before the three years are up and i have to um (laughs) (laughs) review my will Uh, we'll have to do for coffee and cake again (laughs) absolutely (laughs) definitely and and in the meantime i as i say i am working um a bit at a time, sorting out all these letters of, of wishes or, or whatever we decided to call them. Um, and they will all be there. And, uh, um, oh, I should be so organised. It just won't be true. <laughs> um, and contrary to what everybody says, who sa- I mean, most people say, well, well, you won't be here when it happens. Why are yes. you so worried about making sure your Facebook account is closed or making sure that this is done? Now, I should be looking down and if they get it wrong, I should be so upset. <laughs> So, yes, I've got to make sure it's all right. And thankfully, um, in the early part, in the early stages of all this, with your help, it's going to be. So thank you very much indeed. You're welcome. And thank, thank you for coming in. We are-